For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm solid to the crack, never change me and my son the rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid, could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. Welcome to Sportfire, the sports comedy podcast that also punts every time the opportunity to see a butt presents itself. I'm your host, Adam Weinerman. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Nathaniel Hackett's Monster.com profile, and Jameis Winston's English to English translator for his trip to London. Big week in the league, so let's take a quick trip through the headlines. The NFL's Week 3 slate was full of upsets, coaching gaffes, and, of course, an unauthorized drone flying over Seahawks-Falcons, presumably measuring the decibel level of Russell Wilson's mournful purrs, which could be heard all the way from Denver. Dolphins punter Thomas Morstead gave the Bills a late safety by punting off his own blocker's outstretched butt. Morstead completely misunderstood the there in kick their ass. The Bills couldn't take advantage, though, falling 21-19 to the Dolphins in 100-degree September heat, sapped by global warming. In the final seconds of the loss, as Buffalo struggled to clock the ball and get to the line of scrimmage for one more play, offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey threw a temper tantrum in the booth, chucking papers and covering the camera. Extremely mentally stable. In his defense, Dorsey's lone instruction was, whatever you do, do not let that guy punt into a butt turn our grand game into something hilarious like Caroline in the city. No, uh not on my watch. Tua Tagovailoa re-entered Dolphins Bills for the second half after being knocked headfirst into the ground and standing up woozy. The last time a lefty was this dizzy was Joe Biden on Paxlovid. I'm just kidding. I know Joe Biden is center left at best. Tagovailoa sprinted out of the trainer's room after halftime pumping up the crowd, but accidentally ran deeper into the tunnel and started smacking around the vending machines, telling them to get loud. All because of a neck injury. He can't remember math because of a neck injury. The Chiefs lost to Matt Ryan and the Colts in a stunning upset, giving Indy their last win of the season. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson bet on himself and shredded the Patriots in Foxborough, where Bill Belichick also bet on himself. Or more specifically, he bet that he could save money on hiring a big brain by hiring two small brains and smashing them together. Boom, no offense. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert decided to play Sunday, and in order to be active, he needed an injection in his midsection from the same doctor who accidentally punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. And is this the first time you're finding out that man is still employed? Imagine if, at your job, your boss was like, finish this presentation by EOD, and then instead, you punctured his lung. Most folks would be back on the market. Bucks QB Tom Brady, you know him, the Bucks quarterback. Reportedly broke two tablets on the sidelines last weekend against the Saints. He broke them by downloading Giselle hot pics from a virus-filled website. Of course, breaking the tablets pales in comparison to breaking someone very special's trust, reports an anonymous NFL insider and Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Brady appears to have lost 45 pounds this offseason, 
And the last time he lost 45, it was because he covered up the MAGA hat in his locker. Brady, by the way, this is true, is playing this season with an injured ring finger. And Giselle is dealing with a chapped asshole. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? He says, I'm in the end zone, Juliet. Okay, I've got to admit, I didn't write that joke. Little bit of joke thievery. That one comes from Twitter user Skip B. And it's referring to, I have no idea. Aaron Rodgers, Romeo Dobbs, and the Packers beat Brady's Bucks in what could potentially be the final meeting between the two legendary weird guys everyone hates. After the game, Rodgers shook Brady's hand and it fell off. On Sunday, Rihanna posted a cryptic Instagram of her holding a football aloft, so guess who's replacing Joe Flacco? After rumors that Taylor Swift would play this year's halftime show, it seems Princess Riri has replaced her. In an unrelated story, the new Taylor Swift song, Betrayal at Midfield, is about something else. Yeah, it's another Hall. The Justin Fields era looks like it's going to have to last at least one week longer in Chicago after a late game-winning field goal, which is huge because the Bears were three jersey sales short of raising the money they needed for a new stadium. Sunday Night Football was an unbelievable showdown between the end of Russell Wilson's contract and the date where climate change will burn the earth up like an extra sun. Oh, man, this guy, his talent is, is gone, man. It, it doesn't look the same. Highlights of Niners Broncos included two punts down at the one, Jimmy Garoppolo running out of the back of the end zone, and Nathaniel Hackett opening his mouth and 70 bees flying out. The bees thing was actually nuts. Did you guys see the bees thing? What else? What else? Aaron Andrews had a nice hat. Did you see it? It was a nice hat. And Aaron Judge's chase for 62 homers is entering its second week. It would have been over with quicker if only he'd gotten the chance to face his teammate, Garrett Cole. And now, my final flame. Sitting at 2-1, it's fair to question whether Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have the it factor that turns good teams great and great teams into champions. Now, some will say that Mahomes' Chiefs have already proven their medal less than three years ago when they won the Super Bowl, which is a championship. I'll rebut that notion by saying that was early 2020, and they pay me to talk today, and therefore this sentence is what I'm saying now. A loss to the winless Colts is unforgivable, in the same way that a victory over the dangerous Chargers is instantly forgotten by me. Did I have these concerns about the Chiefs last week? I can't remember my thoughts from hour to hour. Multiply that time frame by 24, 48, 72, or as many as 96, and I'm as lost as Mahomes trying to read a defense, something I'm quite confident he's never done. This begs the question, can the Chiefs beat the Colts this week? My producer's telling me that not only did they not beat them in Indy, but that their loss is actually the basis for this segment I'm in the middle of right now. See? I told ya. I've got the sports assessment skills of a goldfish linebacker whose memory is going at a faster rate than even the other goldfish. And that's why they pay me the big bucks. Or do they? I have no idea whether or not they pay me the big bucks, or even who they are. Is they the Colts? But facts are facts. When the Chiefs and Colts face off Sunday, Patrick Mahomes' reputation will be on the line, and I'm again being told they already phased off. Considering it's over, the way we view Mahomes is now swinging in the breeze, stripped of all context, 
ready to be assessed anew by me, a guy who blinks and forgets where the session started. Next week, live on 18 different channels, 15 different streaming services, and one very hastily written paperback book. And when the Chiefs and Colts face off Sunday, Patrick Mahomes' reputation will be on the line. My thanks to the crack team of joke writers that lives in my head and reminds me every 15 minutes of the phrase, Broncos country, let's ride. You catch me on the Yanks Go Yard podcast and now co-hosting the Baseball Insiders podcast. Along with fan side, it's MLB insider Robert Murray. We're going to be breaking down scoops, giving you inside information and previewing the playoffs and offseason and all there is to know about the beautiful game of baseball. So this feed's going to be occupied a little less frequently, but you know me, I can't resist occupying this feed, so I'm going to be here most of the time anyway. Interviews, jokes, bits, sketches, all you've come to know and love from the pod, but also go to the Baseball Insiders feed. I'll be there twice a week. I'll be on the Go Yard feed twice a week too. Baseball Insiders, though, probably more likely to be your bag because it's not just about the team everybody hates. Either way, we'll see you back here on Thursday. <laughs>